so we can go back in time to a date and place and that's how precise uh, the legacy the heritage that i represent and largely i have also been a product of joint family system and womenhood uh, womenhood plays the most important part in a kashmiri's life if i have always said this if you really want to enjoy and experience matriarchy then you have to understand the history the tradition the culture of kashmir there are of course there are other parts of the country that are known as matriarchal societies but they are matriarchal societies largely by design and by absence of men folk who you will find working uh, in middle east or somewhere else if you really want to see the decision making role and uh, and and an individual as the center of gravity in a family in society then you have to be in kashmir you will not find especially my community i come from the community of kashmiri pandits we have the pride of place in being the only community in the world with a 100% literacy rate you will not find a dasvi pass atvi pass uh, person you will find women who are either engineers doctors civil servants and they they far better positioned within the culture within the society than possibly men are you know largely uh, i always say that you know people say you know you are an iklota beta and traditionally in india you know you iklota beta i said no i have never known that <laughs> it is only in the films that you get to see that the son in the family is spoiled but it was always my sister and i have always grown up uh, knowing women so therefore and you know the kind of childhood that i've had i have always been in the company of women sort of very wise women like my grandmother uh who used to tell me the stories of of dida and she would always tell me that you know you somehow behave like her you don't listen i mean that was uh, how she would associate me with dida that you know sort of you don't listen what's wrong with you you start behaving like you adamant you are you anything everything and uh, sort of which is uh, which qualifies you as being dida so i see dida who i know we call our sisters as didi we call our grandmothers as dadi dad in some uh, in some cultures and those names so what dida and that is how the story of my evolution the evolution of this country the evolution of this part of the world that we proudly call bharatvarsh evolved in front of me through my grandmother and it was through the story of dida that i realized that when you say this country is a country where womenhood is celebrated we are the only culture which houses a religion that has a female goddess mind you if you if you think about it there is no religion in the world that celebrates a woman as a god praise to a woman as a god there is no religion you take whether it is islam whether it is christianity any no religion has a female goddess it is only uh, it is only the the sanatan dharma or the vedic hinduism that has so it is and and the tragedy is we have seen how our society sort of has uh, has moved into you know uh, having crimes against women the kind of activism that happens we have had nirbhayas of the world we see the kind of crimes that happen against women we see the glass ceiling we see a parliament in a, in a country which has half the population as women doesn't have even a minuscule representation of women so why this is it by design what was the reason i think the dida answered most of it for me and i realized that if there is a true icon that represents 
let's not say indian that represents what being a woman is all about why would we call women as symbols of shakti is through the story of this woman called dida and the story as it unfolds it tells me it tells all of us the story of a girl child who was abandoned when born and that's how when i when i'm telling you this story you can see this happening even now you see this happening all around us do we celebrate birth of a woman no activism be damn but in drawing room talks yes but we do not celebrate so this this girl when born she was abandoned by her parents and her parents who they uh, she belonged to a, she was born a princess she was no ordinary girl she was not a product of some low middle class family or a or a peasant family where you know they had to probably abandon a girl child which happens even now but she was born a princess she was born uh, with with everything that one could dream of and she was born out of a desire of a father can you believe her father king semaraj who was who was the the uh, the custodian of uh, lohar kingdom lohar kingdom today's you know from today's perspective you're talking about the entire western part of india western part of pakistan punch rajouri you're talking about haryana you're talking about punjab imagine a land a, a kingdom so prosperous with it is the food bowl of country punjab haryana even now you know it's maximum uh, food grains are produced from this part of uh, the world so he to be a king of that this prosperous region he had tremendous armies at his control and he was the son in law of the greatest king ever born the king of the central asia king bhimsha so imagine being born a princess in an environment like this and then to have been abandoned the king said though she is she is harbinger of bad omen we must abandon her it took a maid think of it it's a story that we see all around us it took a maid to go up to the king and say i have served you sir i have served you so long my 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 parents have served you never asked for anything i but once i want to ask you of something give this girl to me so king says fine so dida when born was abandoned by her royal family raised by a maid servant till she was 25 practically unmarriageable even now when you are in 20s parents start worrying about the marriage of their daughters what i'm saying is keep at the back of your mind the story is about 1100 years old 1100 years old the 10th century india which was at the pinnacle of prosperity the sone ki chidiya that we refer to india as that was the time so at at a time when india was at the pinnacle at the zenith of its prosperity sone ki chidiya heere jawaharat diamonds gold 628 almost kingdoms enjoying prosperity and and ayashi of every kind at that at that point in history when central asia was at boil europeans were at war with least crusades were happening the war for jerusalem was on central asia was right at the precipice of guarding this part of the world which had all the prosperity in that there is a girl that descends on the screen and on her own merit a girl who was abandoned by her parents raised by a maid servant till she was 25 grows to become the longest serving queen in the world history who ruled 
that part of the world for 52 years. We have examples of Elizabeths and all those concerts, the arm candies and the queens. No administrator in the world has ever ruled for that long, not even remotely. There have been on and off queens who have ruled for a few years here and there. But the queen as an administrator, the queen as the commander in chief of the armies, the queen that changed the face of history forever on her own merit, there is none. So is, it, is the story of Vida important because this was a girl child who was abandoned by her parents, considered to be harbinger of bad omen, abandoned by her parents, raised by a maid, grows to be the longest serving queen in the world, can be situational as well. Is that all to Queen Dita's story? No, not even remotely. Dita, as I said, I began by saying Dita represents the true spirit of, of Shakti. You know, if the people who are interested in Shaivism, there is a saying in Shaivism. Uh, they say that minus the power that Shiv has, Shiv in himself is just a body, as good as a dead body. The miracle of Shiva, the miracle of the power that holds this universe together, that makes things happen in this universe, is the power which is the feminine power. So what was it about Dida that, that made me spend six long years of my life in, in, in creating a sort of a structure for a story that I've been hearing all through my childhood? So the first question is, if Dida was so great, and what I've said that, you know, she was the longest serving queen in the world history. Why was she abandoned? Why was she abandoned? She couldn't have been abandoned. Why was she abandoned? Why was this girl abandoned who was destined for such greatness? There was a prophecy by the patron saint of Kashmir that Kashmir will be brought back from the bank, from the verge of bankruptcy and disintegration by a woman. The savior of Srinagaram will be a woman then why would her parents who themselves were so evolved, why would they abandon a girl like that? And then for me to devote six long years of my life to put a structure for this story, Dida is the story of a girl who was born disabled. She didn't have a leg. So now think of a girl who was born out of a prophecy. The father went up to Lord Shiva said, you have, oh Lord, you've given me two sons, but I have no, I, I have no faith in my son. This is the story of that era, the greatness of India, where a father has no hesitation in approaching the ultimate Lord and asking him for a favor that, oh God, you've given me everything. You gave me two sons. They're useless. I have no faith in them. Give me a daughter so that I could change the fortunes of my kingdom so that I could die in peace, knowing that I have a woman who is so great that she will hold my kingdom together. And God blesses him with a girl. And something happens. He sets out to kill the same daughter. He's not able to kill, but he abandons the daughter just because he's born, she's born disabled. And imagine the girl is abandoned by everybody and she grows up. She grows up in an environment of ridicule. Everybody calls her a langdi ladki, langdi ladki. And this langdi ladki is so mentally strong. She never thinks of herself as as somebody who is who's physically challenged. She always wonders, why is it that my father doesn't love me? This is, Dida is also the story of you, Janvi. It is the story of every Indian woman who always wonders why is a male child always preferred? 
why is so much of abundance for a male child and why is the society so open to giving opportunities to a male why this country has 80% representation in the parliament of men who are good for nothing and why not women who have changed the face of this country and she used to think it is the story of a girl child who is who is on a journey of finding love she is longing for the lap of a father she is longing for the love of her parents and she wonders why is it that my parents don't love me when my father loves everybody and then she says oh wow i have opened the pandora's box my father doesn't love me because i am not a warrior because she figures out that her father is always so happy when he is surrounded by the army commanders she thinks think dida is also this is is the story of a journey into the minds of a great woman no i correct myself the greatest symbol of womanhood who never thought of herself as disabled while everybody else around her thought of her as disabled but she thought why does my father not oh is it because i am not a warrior so i must become a warrior so that my father will love me and then becomes the journey then there is a journey of this girl who learns combat on her own and then there is the commander in chief of lohar army vikram sen if you all of us have seen possibly bahubali think of katappa and then think of vikram sen as the guy who trains people like katappa so vikram sen says say sorry my dear child i know you you have potential but i can't serve you because i serve the throne you've been abandoned by your father i can't teach you and she learns warfare by just observing the 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 quarters where these guys train and that was her beginning and that was that is how uh, didda uh, started to learn warfare and to cut the long story short she emerges on the screen on the scene in lohar in the 10th century patriarchal india as among the most formidable warriors of our times a story that has been removed from history is there a soldier a self made soldier forget about self made a soldier when in combat doesn't matter whether he is self made or taught a soldier is a soldier his job is to defend and to kill their enemies is do we have an example no for long there is only one soldier that has carried the burden of womanhood that is rani jhansi and had it not been i always wonder agar kavi ne ye nahi kaha hota khub ladi mardani ho to jhansi wali rani hai which is a story which is very modern very young just about 200 years old very difficult to forget and then britishers went away land was in turmoil you still needed a female icon that's how the lady survived but in a land of 130 crore people we have no representative of women we have no representation of the glory of the valor of an indian and then dida gets married see how destiny played a role in dida's life and then eventually she got married to the king of kashmir who was so besotted by her beauty they say my grandmother tells me that dida was as beautiful as tilotama some of you who have known history tilotama was a was a was a product of sagar manthan uh, the most dazzling diamond the most dazzling uh, gemstone that the universe has ever seen was known as tilotama so they said dida had a beauty of million tilotama she was so beautiful an orator par excellence brilliantly trained 
she was a student of sharda uh, sharda uh, vidyalaya sharda uh, vidyapeet which is now in muzaffarabad you see dida's story is not just a story of a woman it is the story of india as it was now sharda vidyapeet today in muzaffarabad lies in ruins it is a shame to call it ruin i have been actively involved uh, with with various uh, initiatives in talking to various regimes in pakistan for restoration of that it was the first organized university in the world that existed even up to 5000 years ago even before the britishers screwed it up the university existed it was the same model that was uh, that was uh, deployed employed by various other universities in the world it had four gates for four different uh, you know for for four different entrances to represent four different parts of the universe and where people had to first qualify an examination even to enter the university dida and various queens and kings across kashmir were students of sharda vidyapeet so the king shemgupt who was who was a debauch king par example anywhere there is no no parallel to king uh, shemgupta's debauchery in history he had a harem which was considered to be the most exotic harems in the world and when he saw dida he says this is the woman that i must marry otherwise there is nothing more to my life i have to marry dida and till when he decided to marry dida but he didn't know that dida was disabled that brings me to the second point in dida's life today we talk of uh, paralympics and stuff like that there are so many women who brought honor to the country people like deepa malik who incidentally uh, penned the forward to the english version of my book dida Dida is the first recorded paralympian in the history. Now when I say that the question is what would a person's favorite sport be somebody who is challenged by a leg possibly try and use hands I mean, isn't that what we would do but Dida was Dida this is no ordinary story Dida's passion was to sprint imagine a disabled girl so strong in her mind that she refused to believe that she was disabled she would run it is documented she would run the first ever paralympian in the history was a woman from india that still isn't it what is the pinnacle what is the epitome of valor considered to be regretfully so but what is considered to be an epitome of valor and courage it is the army why because it is an army man who guards us and he doesn't know you janvi he doesn't know me he doesn't know tapan you know he is a guy who takes a bullet for all of us and not knowing who he is defending there is no greater courage than that there is no service than that than being a soldier so within the army what is again the epitome within the army within such valor what is the epitome of valor it is the commandos today the world is ruled by commandos the counter intelligence counter intelligence uh, apparatus we have bbc we saw what happened in uri we saw balakot we keep on seeing how we are so inspired by hollywood movies we keep on seeing these special ops and you know they they sort of fancy our imagination but do you know world's first commando force had nothing to do with men world's first commando force was creation of a woman it was creation of a woman from our country it was creation of a woman from my culture it was dida who created world's first commando force that was known as ek angi ek angi 
the concept was when your mind body and weapon is in perfect alignment you become a soldier who can never be defeated a concept that was borrowed by many cultures later samurai being one of them you become a soldier that can never be defeated you know you've seen crouching tiger hidden dragon and you know people who fly sort of you know what is that that's the example that even air can be used as tangible and you know you use those concepts because you are mentally so evolved it had nothing to do with men we always see have you ever seen uh, anything glorifying a woman commando anywhere in your life no world's first commando force was creation of a woman it was dida who created and that to think of it now from that perspective a disabled girl who the world thought as apshaguni who the world thought was harbinger of bad omen she needed to be abandoned nobody wanted her she was an unwanted person who gifted the world world's deadliest combat unit called ekangi the first ever commando force it was not it didas other important contribution was today we we, we know the world is run by spies counter intelligence mechanism we see the bridge of spies we see the raw we we heard so much about ajit dovas and people like him so much and it, it's a world full of fancy world's first counter intelligence mechanism had nothing to do with men that take shamelessly the credit for being who they are it was an it was a logistical system created by a woman who a disabled girl who was abandoned by everybody dida the disabled girl who her parents thought that she was apshogini was behind the creation of world's first counter intelligence mechanism it was her counter intelligence mechanism that created kashmir as an impregnable territory and guarded india and it is basically the concept that created a landmass a nation out of 600 odd princely states there was imagine the 10th century india that we are all so proud of sone ki chidiya it was guarded by whom we don't even know this whole these 600 odd kingdoms were enjoying the the fruits of ayashi because there was a woman who was guarding them a woman who was disabled a woman whose parents disowned her everybody disowned her she was guarding this landmass which was enjoying prosperity and at the cost of her own happiness she guarded india for 52 years and that was not it the story doesn't stop there what is the greatest the deadliest war strategy that you have ever known of we see that war strategy in afghanistan we've seen that strategy in vietnam we see that in syria we see that in kashmir we see that in host of you know african nations nations being destroyed a very few people defeat so many people it is the guerrilla warfare you come from a land uh, of of chhatrapati maharaj he used it so effectively against the britishers very few people a band of few people defeat an army the concept of guerrilla warfare it had nothing to do with these fancy species called men the greatest the deadliest war strategy the world has ever seen was creation of a woman a woman born disabled and abandoned by everybody dida was the creator of guerrilla warfare and the first example of guerrilla warfare was the war in in kabul where have you you must have all seen uh, 300 the movie uh, Uh, which was against the persian armies and the so called greeks and there was a combat unit called immortals and the the dialogue says that uh, king will push put their name to test immortal whether they die or not the story is in the peak of in the middle of the 10th century ushmgir who was one of the central asian 
the kings he decided to attack india the stage was set for annihilation and, and brutal defeat of india 40000 roughly 38400 let's say 40000 of those immortal kind of warlords attacked india and the stage was set up for 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 defeat of india imagine what 200 years of gulami of britishers uh, has india bought to imagine what would have happened today you and i would not have existed if this would have happened 1000 years ago these 40000 people they were all set to know i mean it was it was india was to be ravaged there was only one woman who was standing be- between bushmagir and defeat and annihilation of india who was that person a disabled girl that the whole world thought nothing of and they thought that she was an apshugani it was only it was the story of one woman who stood between bushmagir's those 40000 uh, killers and total defeat and annihilation of india she only had 500 people with her because her grandfather had died she was in kabul because her grandfather was dead and that was the opportunity that bushmagir sought and saw that you know because the king is dead so therefore it's the time for me to break away and attack india that's where the money lies i'm i'm telling you that dida won the war this one woman defeated the greatest the brutalest of the armies in the world we know what pakistan has been doing to us in last 75 odd years china has been doing to us in 75 we are we are a nation that is even persecuted somehow even by people like bangladesh who be created and even sri lanka sometimes arm twists us even nepal does what it does in last one year we have not been able to sort of you know get a handle on those things how much time would dida have taken to defeat these 40000 people we are a nuclear state 44 minutes the fastest the greatest battle that was ever fought on the face of this planet was removed from history by historian and powerful men who were not able to face women it was all 44 minutes in total the greatest battle ever fought on this planet was between 40000 killers and a band of 501 people led by a woman who stood between those people and complete annihilation and defeat of this country 44 minutes and the commander bushmagir ran away there our army commander was caught he said ma mujhe shama kar do i i am so sorry i did this i will never come back to you all the army commanders narwan and all army commanders they know we are indians we have a reputation that's what brings about our own reputation way so heavy on our shoulders that it uh, sort of you know concrete further cements the ground for our further humiliations dida said no you guys are idiots this guy if he really knew what he was getting into he would not have attacked in the first place he will come back again and she had him crushed under the feet of her elephant that's how the commander in chief died she crushed him publicly under the feet of her elephant and that sent shock waves across central asia kabhi hindustan ki taraf aankh uthake mat dekhna ek pagal aurat ka raj hai and if you see history those were the only those 52 years when no invader ever dared to look at india anybody who came even remotely close later on was who mahmud ghazni we all have read the same books we all have known that mahmud ghazni was such a brutal warlord that you know bade bade rajaon ka so to say susu nikal jata tha maidan mein and they would run away 
has history ever taught her that mahmud ghazni lost two battles two humiliating battles in his lifetime trying to invade india why did he lose them the history never teaches us that because it was against the army that was created by dida mahmud ghazni fought two battles with the armies of kashmir and both the battles he had to run away he could not touch the borders of india he had to run away he was chased out of the battlefield by the army created by dida it was much later after dida died and you know it, this whole thing happened and then he changed his route and he came by gujarat and that's how somnath happened now imagine put this in perspective if this would have if somnath would have happened 1000 years ago where would this country be this country simply would not have existed had that woman not been there who the world thought as apshaguni and her own life it was such a peril the only man who loved her shemgup died in just 8 years of marriage and he was such a brave man he was such a he was such a brave man that he is the only living example in the world history who issued coins celebrating the womanhood celebrating the efficiency celebrating the excellence of the queen dida it is there is no example in the world by a king issuing coins to celebrate excellence of her queen not her wife and it was king shemgupt who publicly said i must be known by the first name of my wife have you ever heard this example aurat ko naam badalna padta hai i mean i was very lucky to marry a woman who had the same surname so she says wala i am done you know this is the first time a woman doesn't have to change her surname but it always is the case king shemgupt imagine he was such a devout king if you remember i told you so he would always i love him for a character that he is he would always say you it's your bad luck that you're stuck with a king like me i never intended to be the king i am not a king material i am an ayash so be it but dida is the woman who needs to be the king and the coin says didak shemgupta ever heard of a king anywhere in the history today these europeans and the westerners teach us uh, you know ethics and 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 civility is there a man ever born in history who says who celebrated women who to the extent that he issued the coins which says didakshim gupta and he was known in history as didakshim gupta and he proudly said so that i am so proud of my wife but unfortunately he died uh, just within the 8 years of the marriage and his son was uh, just about 7 uh, that time and see the life of dida her own son she fought so hard to be to be a queen so that she could establish her son as the king dida never wanted she was a circumstantial regent and a monarch and and a, and a queen later and administrator later she always wanted her son to be the king so when the king died when king shemgupta died the 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 prime minister of kashmir falgun one of the greatest prime ministers to have ever descended bright brilliant and we are talking of an era where where prime ministers were not uh bureaucrats the prime minister of kashmir inherently was the commander in chief of the greatest armies in the world and they would come from a from a family so there was a family that would produce chief ministers for kashmir prime ministers for kashmir army commanders for kashmir they would come from those those highly evolved genetically perfect families that would create those people vikram vikram sen was a product of such but falgun 
was a product of a family that inherently produced prime ministers for Kashmir. And he created a mutiny because he was a prime minister. He always had his eyes on the throne of Kashmir. He knew the king is debauched sooner or later. And he knew that the patron saint of Kashmir had made a prophecy that Kashmir will be saved by whom? A woman. And he by design created civil wars in Kashmir. So it is not that Kashmir is, is has inherently for thousands of years been known for civil wars. It is not last 32 years alone. So history of Kashmir is not just beauty. The, the, the stones, every stone in every street in Kashmir is drenched by with the blood of innocents. So he, he led a mutiny and he said, Dida, you will have to become Sati. That is the custom. So another interesting part about Dida's life, where you see we are a nation that celebrates tragedies of a woman. We celebrated Nirbhaya. It is so sorry, but we created an event out of what happened to that poor girl. What, what, what happened after that? Where is all that activism gone? Has it done anything for women? No. It has only created another band of opportunistic people. So, we have seen Padmavat, where we celebrated, hey, bichari, kitni mar gayi, apne usko hue. I always wondered, because I know the story of Dida, why did those 200 people have to die? Could they not kill another 200 people? Even 20 people, I would have been so happy, ki marte mar gayi, 200 ko aur mar gayi, saath mein, ya 20 ko aur mar gayi, ya 10 ko aur mar gayi. Kyun marne ki zhuruat thi? Mar ke maro. Dida's story is the only story in the world where a woman, it is the journey into the mind of some of the greatest strategies. You know, my grandmother would always say, Dimag sabke paas mein hota hai, Dimag wo hota hai jo vakt pe kama hai. Dida said, okay, I agree to be Sati, but I have two conditions. One, you will anoint my, my son Abhimanyu as a king right away. Falgun said, yes. And second shart is, we will go in a sequence. So the elder queen will perform Sati first. It was a master stroke. You know why? The elder queen was the daughter of the prime minister who was leading the mutiny. Dida was very sure that this mutiny will go away. No father will knowingly put her daughter in harm's way. But she didn't, she didn't realize that, you know, when it comes to greed, when somebody is consumed by greed, he doesn't value relationships. Falgun to her utter dismay says, yes, I agree to both. And Dida was so devastated that how could this man become the killer of her own daughter, the only daughter that he has? And he has raised her like an apple of the eye. So what is wrong with him? But she was sure with next day, given time that this whole thing will go away. Dida was in no mood for confrontation. She had a kingdom to worry. And next morning when Chandralekha, the elder queen, when she walked towards the funeral pyre of the king, she was very confident that my father will just make a gesture and this thing, this whole thing will go away. And when it was about, she was about to take the last step. She looked at her father. So Falgun was in, her, in his own turmoil. Taktiya beti, taktiya beti. Eventually Falgun closed his eyes and he turned his head. He had chosen throne over his daughter. Daughter was so heartbroken that she jumped into the funeral pile. And Dida, when she saw this, she said, Oh my God, if this man can kill his own daughter for throne, why will he leave my son alone after I am gone? She said, to hell with you. I am not going to become Sati. I am under the director of the king. I am responsible for the throne. Until a time I, I, I ensure that, that uh, a, a right king descends on the throne of Kashmir. I am not going to do all this nonsense. And 
uh, in the ensuing battle she defeated her prime minister that's the story that women need not the story of padmavat that's the story that mujhe main kisi se kam nahi tum mere mere astitva ko khatre mein daloge main tum sab ko mita dungi that is the lesson of queen dina so a woman who was abandoned by her own parents because disabled throughout her life disability is never a factor she never thought herself to be disabled and she was so brave she was so ferocious a warrior that's how the greatest kings as i said always remember at the back of your mind we're talking about 10th century india the greatest period in india's history the, the epitome of glory of indian civilization there was this woman who defeated some of the greatest kings in the world who could not digest the fact that we are being defeated by a woman and a woman who who is disabled she has no godfathers she is on her own merit whatever she is she must be a witch she must be practicing black magic so we have in the history for the first time a concept of witch witch queen a queen who is able to win because she is a black magician it was a theory which was floated by some of the most powerful men of the 10th century and their historians and they removed dida from history ashish thank and you thank you so much uh, we are running out of time we have positive of time but what a story what a narration uh, we all are overwhelmed the uh, audience i'm sure is spellbound by the narrative of yours and uh, so one one thing i would certainly want uh, to understand from you by writing this book ashish uh, what kind of message you want to pass on to uh, the women of uh, society right now what is the kind of you know advice you want to put forth to the women of society right now in today's time see it's it's for me the message is very simple you see uh, unfortunately what is happening with women is women have fallen prey to this design of men to give you protection women want protection today from whom from men and who are you asking this protection from men so it is we have created men very smartly have created this zoo for women where women are actually these items and who are who are thinking that you know we are seeking protection who are you seeking protection from unless you awaken dida deep within you nobody can give you protection this activism while it is good it serves a purpose but it is not doing what it must do for women and it does not do because our society our education system is screwed we you see hum raksha bandhan what is the message that every parent gives to a daughter that you need a brother for uh, for uh, uh, for your protection it is always we raise our men we raise our boys by saying ki aurat ki क्या करो औरत की रक्षा करो औरत की प्रशंसा करो औरत को सम्मान दो सो वी हैव वी कॉन्शियसली हैव क्रिएटेड अ सोसाइटी वेयर वी हैव सॉर्ट ऑफ डिमिनिश्ड द वैल्यू ऑफ वेमेन बाय टेलिंग मेन दैट वॉट एवर वेमेन नीड और डिजर्व इज कर्टसी रेस्पेक्ट एवरीथिंग एल्स इज अ कर्टसी टू वेमेन वी डोंट मीन इट वाई डज दैट हैपन टूडे लुक एट आर एजुकेशन सिस्टम शो मी वन रोल मॉडल दैट इज वेमेन unfortunately it is it is it is so shameful that think of all the women that you have today as role models is anybody a indian even kalpana chawla was based in america hamare yahan ek kamla harris ho jati hai to hum log gardigard ho jate hain are wo bechari to dekho hindustani are she does not even know india come on 
we don't have show me a field show me a social area where woman is a role model nowhere unfortunately our education system is so bad our historians have done so such great disservice to our own history by removing these role models first of all our education system must restore the rightful place of women so my boy if i had a son i would not have to tell him that women respect women he his education system must tell him that because a boy today you see the rapist today is he not somebody's son a molester is he not does he not have a mother does he not have a father anybody who is indulging in eve teasing does he not have parents why does he become an eve teaser a molester a rapist somewhere we ourselves are responsible this is the society we have created and men don't want to give up this position of power we want to preside over the arms that we give to women in the name of respect are yo bechari hai ab lanari hai dekho usko bhai ki zarurat hai raksha ke liye dida ko kisi ke ek langdi ladki ko is puri kahani mein does did she ever need anybody for her protection usne to bade bado ko yaad dila diya so all of that it's it's a long discourse but i think corrections need to come from first of all society our education system needs to be corrected we need to restore the glory of women and these stories must be a part of our value system which it is not ashish thank you so much for your valuable time your story uh, we certainly would want to speak a lot more to you uh, if time allows us uh, sometime later uh, thank you audience for giving your precious time to this session uh, we would certainly want to not end this but uh, time wouldn't allow us chandvi uh, i'm <clears throat> passing this to you now thank you sir at the outset i would like to thank mr ashish kaul sir and mr tapan sharma sir for joining us today we wish we could get to hear you both again and be equally enlightened as we all are today and for my dear massive audience i'm sure that after witnessing this conversation you all are taking home an enriched version of yourself just as i will Thank you for joining us today. Until I see you again, this is Janvi Umbe signing off. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much.